0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost by a score of 126-114 to 114, uh, against the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, I really struggled to, like, analyze this game. Um, you know, there I, I guess there's things to analyze. Um, I mean, it was a basketball game and there's, you know, tactical things that happened. Trends that happened, you know, certain players played, you know, I can, you know, it's obviously that's what I think the premise of this show is to just like look at, um, what happened in a game. Um, but this is one of those games that feels bigger than the specific game itself, bigger than the specific plays themselves because, um, yeah. You know, the Raptors are kind of at a bigger moment. It's, you know, this reminds me of like the 2013 14 season when the Raptors would lose. You know, after Rudy Gay would take like 37 shots and lose in a competitive game. Um, And this is not that. This is not competitive. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this is one of those games that makes you reflect on like, what what are we doing? Like, what is the purpose of the season? You know, like, what are we saying? You know, sometimes you got to ask yourself, what are you saying? It's one of those games where the got to ask themselves, like, what are you saying? Because, um, you know, if I just can just set the stage here, this is a Celtics team that had not been playing um, up to standard. I don't think anyone in Boston was thrilled with the way the Celtics are playing. Celtics have legitimate expectations to go to the finals, take the step, the final step. They've gone to the conference finals twice in the last few years they got to take the next step to go to the finals. That's the expectation for Boston at this season. But that's not the Celtics that have shown up so far to start the year. Um, They they got served a 24-piece by the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas. I watched that game. The Nets destroyed them. Uh, They lost to the Pistons last week. And I would slander the Pistons and make jokes, except the Raptors are worse than the Pistons, so really are no position to do that. And today, this was a team coming off a back-to-back after a road trip. Um, You know, they were missing three point guards. Three. They only have so many point guards, and they're missing three of them. Uh, Kemba Walker, pretty good point guard. You know, um, multiple-time All-Star in the Eastern Conference. One of their best scorers. Uh, Marcus Smart, who is... The heart and soul of the Celtics um, missed this game. Apparently, had a thumb injury. It was a game time decision. Chose not to play. You know, and it's got to be a bad injury if, if Smart's not playing through it. He's obviously uh, as tough as they come. Um, you know, and of course, you know he burned the Raptors multiple times. Don't forget, he turned into Ray Allen for a few of those games. Uh, and also, you know, Jeff Teague. All right, Jeff Teague's solid. Not too. You know, whatever. But, I mean, he is in the rotation. So, that's three guys out of the rotation at one major position. They had to start their former second-round pick, Tremont Waters. Um, Which sounds more like an apartment complex than uh, an NBA player. But, you know, I really don't mean to make any jokes. I really... I'm not in the mood to. Uh, and their backup guard was Peyton Pritchard, who was actually quite good. I know people like to slander him because, you know, he looks the way he does. And he's from Boston. And people are going to always want to make jokes. He looks like someone, you know, who would be on the Celtics. Let's be real. But he's he's really good. He, he's really good. I, um, you know, I didn't watch a lot of NCAA basketball, but I watched a lot of those summer runs. And sometimes you could tell from those summer runs. I know they're just summer runs. Guys can look amazing. I mean, you know, Norman Powell's basically James Harden on these summer runs, but, bruh, Peyton Pritchard looked really good, and he has looked really good to start the NBA season, um, and he was awesome tonight. So that's, that's who the Celtics are coming in with, right? And the Raptors got off to a great start, you know? The Raptors can be one of the only teams in the league this year to say, we have had a double-digit lead. In all our games, all six games, the Raptors had a double-digit lead. The Raptors got out to a double-digit lead very quickly today. Very, very quickly. Um, They had a 17-5 lead. The Celtics had the call timeout. Raptors kept hitting threes. It was amazing. Fred was hitting threes. Pascal was hitting threes. Pascal was hitting Fred for layups. It was amazing. Even things that didn't go right went right for the Raptors. Like Fred went in for a layup against Tatum. Late shot clock. Got blocked. But Fred was able to collect the rebound and throw in a lefty flipping hook shot off the glass against the contest, over the contest, and it fell in. So even the Raptors were getting blocked, they were still scoring. So it was looking quite good. But uh, what happened from that point onward? <laughs> what happened? Well, um, what happened? So um, the Raptors lost the lead. This has happened uh, six times, or five times so far. Sorry, I keep I keep jumping to six losses, but. You know, whatever. They're going to hit six losses soon. Uh, yeah, they've, they've lost the double-digit lead for the fifth time this season. And, you know, what happened? So the Rap- the Raptors bench came in, and they were terrible. Um, and it was really funny because before the game, in the pregame, Nick Nurse was quite chippy. He seemed really upset. I didn't watch the postgame because I was writing a very, very, very sad 10 things that I hope people read. Um... But yeah, Nick was in the pregame, and he was very chippy. He talked, he, he seemed pretty forceful, he seemed pretty desperate, he seemed pretty uh, nervous and itching for a win. And um, he went in on some guys, you know, he was asked for the rotation. And Nick just went out and said, he's very disappointed in Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis. Those guys don't play defense, and you know, um, also kind of took a shot. At, not, not directly, but the effect of what he was saying was a criticism of the roster, which is legitimate, which is that Nick is essentially being asked to come out and play a slew of small shooting guards. Those are his words. Those are his words, okay? I really recommend you watch that pregame, because it was actually quite funny in retrospect. But, you know, Nick was talking about, I, I need defense. I need defense. I need defense. And um, I'm going to need defense so much, I'm going to play Stanley Johnson consistently he is consistently ahead of Matt Thomas and I need Chris Boucher to play power forward I need Alex Len to play backup center and you know when you brought up guys like Malachi Flynn Nick kind of just laughed literally he literally laughed when um you know in a bit of banter between him and Michael Grange uh, on the question of uh, not not even a question just on the mention of Malachi Flynn he's like you know should I look at him too? And it seemed very much like Nick wanted to have a grinded out kind of game. Two thousand and three NBA Finals, Spurs versus the Pistons. Games in the seventies. He, Nick Nurse, wanted to take it back to the to the uh, early two thousands. The you know, the dark days. But instead, what actually happened? It was a bluff. <laughs> Nick Nurse bluffed. This was like when you're at the poker table. You're holding, um, you know, a pair of sixes and there is a straight combination out there. There's a flush combination out there. Someone's got a, you know, possibility at a full house or trips and you have bottom pair and you just decide, you know what? I'm going to bet like I have a full house right now and you can scare somebody off. It's kind of what Nick Nurse did. He bluffed because who, who was the first guy off the bench? Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn. Rookie Malachi Flynn. Um... The guy who he pretty much dismissed. Or not even, he dismissed Flynn. He just dismissed the notion. And, of course, he was the first guy off the bench. And then who came off the bench? Terrence Davis. Okay. All right. Um, Stanley did come off the bench, and he did defend the opposing team's best player, which he has done for three straight games now. But, uh, yeah. You know, that's what the Raptors went with. They didn't really go big. Um, Even though the Celtics were big, the Raptors didn't really go big. And, yeah, I mean, that's that's Nick, you know, pulling an audible. But, you know, honestly, the defense wasn't there. I mean, the Celtics scored 126 points. This is the second out of a back-to-back on the road. It don't matter. Jason Tatum, 40 points, 32 minutes, uh, one off his career high. Actually, he pretty much set his career high, but uh, upon review, the uh, foot was on the line of one of his five uh, threes of the game. So, Well, six threes of the game, so he ended up with five. You know, shave a point off. Okay. I think he's pretty happy with 40. Um, but really, what Nick really wanted was defense off the bench, right? He's like, Yo, how are you going play Utah Watanabe? Like, I'll, you know, I'll do anything. You know, he's... And then what What kind of defense is off the bench? Let, let's look at the Celtics bench here. Semi-Olgele, 12 points. efficiently um, 12 points on 9 shots. Grant Williams, 14 points on uh, 9 shots. Aaron Neesmith. Okay, he didn't score. Didn't really play. Robert Williams III, 11 points in 20 minutes. By the way, also got 15 rebounds, which is more than the entire Raptors bench combined. And the Raptors emptied their bench, believe me. And, of course, Peyton Pritchard, who I just talked about earlier, um, the the the, the m M&M clone, 23 points in 32 minutes. Legitimately awesome. Honestly, I actually really like watching him play. He's a really crafty scorer. So where was that defense? (laughs) Where was that defense? It wasn't with the starters. It wasn't with the bench. That's what it was. And, you know, the Raptors quickly lost the lead. I think when the Raptors started playing some of these bench guys, the lead evaporated. You know, I have said many nice things about Malachi Flynn. I thought he looked really good in preseason. He showed a lot. There's a lot of excitement. For Malachi, and there was a lot of reason to try Malachi because the Raptors had some specific issues, such as their offense was like bottom five. They need some playmaking. Why not try Malachi, right? And he came in today. Don't want to go too hard on the guy because literally, it's this, essentially this is an NBA debut. I mean, he played in the NBA before this, but it was in garbage time. He actually got real rotation minutes. Came in the first quarter and all that. Didn't really do much, you know. Didn't didn't really do much uh, defensively, you know was not as solid as you would want him to be. Definitely not a shut down performance by him. Wouldn't say he made too many mistakes, although, you know, did let Pritchard uh cross him up in transition um and then go all straight down the lane. You know, no help from Chris Boucher, but still you 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 know when you when you as a guard allow dribble penetration straight down the middle of the paint, that's uh not a good thing. Um, You know, leaving corner shooters open Guys shooting over the top So, you know, it was a tough night for Flynn, he didn't score But, you know what, at least he's a rookie Didn't hate it, to be honest The Raptors basically used him like They would use um, I don't know Pat McCaw, I guess Come in, play some defense uh, Handle the ball and, and swing it So that Kyle and Fred could score you know he didn't score, but I you know I really don't want to go. I mean, look, listen, he's a rookie. We're gonna give him a grace for literally his first game. Who's not a rookie but plays like a rookie is Norman Powell at the moment. Um, I don't want to say it was one shot in the second quarter, early in the second quarter, that started this whole comeback. Where well, the Celtics, by the way, in the second quarter, thirty-eight to fourteen, that was the whole game right there. The Raptors had a double-digit lead, gone. Uh, but I don't want to say one shot, ended the game in the second quarter, because that's not true. But Norm Powell checked into the game and shot a one-legged push floater from the free throw line. Off a high pick and roll, plenty of time left on the shot clock, and a contest from a seven-footer right at him. And he shot this running one-legged push shot from beyond the free throw line. And, of course, that shot missed because why would it not miss? And the Celtics got the rebound. They went the other way, got a transition layup. The next possession down, Raptors get stuck on offense. Kyle Jacks up a corner three. Celtics go the other way, get a three, you know, uh, off a of miscommunication between, you know, I, I forget who it was now. It doesn't really matter, does it? Uh Tatum hits a three. Celtics have all the momentum. And, of course... That's it. The Raptors. I mean, the second quarter there. Awful. Awful offensively. And that was kind of it. That was kind of it. You know, um So the Raptors are getting in their hole at this point, Going to halftime. It's real embarrassing. You know, they've they've lost a double digit lead again. Um, you know, the bench, trash, Nick, pretty much, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say he lied to people. This is, you know. Listen, you you want to call someone a liar when they play poker. He tried to play. <laughs> he tried to play Brad Stevens. Couldn't do it. Or his bench really wouldn't do it. So, um, yeah. Come out at halftime. You know what? Honestly, I expected at least some semblance of a push. Um, Because, I don't know. The Raptors have some pride. They are a good team. They should have a push. But that push never came. That never came, from at least not from the starters. You know, there's a fake comeback by the bench, which, listen, if, when, you, when you make fake comebacks, uh, and by fake comeback, I mean you're, it's, it's a game that's lost. The other team has your third-string players out there. You have your third-string players out there. You really never even cut the lead be, below 10. That's a fake comeback to me. Okay? And I've, trust me, I've seen a lot of fake comebacks. Teams, relax, you can get a little comeback. That's not real. You're not going to actually affect the game's decision and the outcome. But you would expect after the third quarter, well, coming out of the third quarter, Raptors to make a push, all right? I mean, yeah, they're down like ten plus, but I mean, it's a road weary team. You could do something, right? You're at home, kind of technically. You're never really at home, but you know, you you're, you can do something. Where was that comeback? It didn't happen. Do you know why it didn't happen? Because the Celtics scored 39 points in the third quarter. You know how you start a comeback? You play some defense and you get out in transition. You know. I know this because the Raptors have made, like, a million of these comebacks over the last, like, seven years by doing exactly that. And there was no defense. Nobody cared. Nobody cared, you know? no, And they didn't care to play cohesively. So what they did, A, Nick Nurse benches Aaron Baines. Why? Well, Aaron Baines missed five layups in the first half. Four of those came during a stretch where the Celtics were blowing the Raptors out. So when you're getting blown out on offense because Jason Tatum is hitting Kobe shots all night, and Aaron Baines, you pass it down to your center, you run your offense, you finally get into the paint, you dump it off to Aaron Baines. Oh, look, your center's right at the basket, and he misses a layup? It hurts. It hurts. It feels like the whole team was demoralized. And yeah, the third quarter, Baines gets benched, doesn't play the second half. Honestly, I don't hate it. All right, so who comes in? Alex Len. Well, guess what? Alex Len also did nothing. Um, you know, Baines was getting roasted by Tatum in the pick and roll. Alex Len, surprise, surprise, also got roasted by J- uh, uh, Jason Tatum in the pick and roll. Um, you know what your two centers tonight combined for? In 23 minutes between Baines and Len, they scored zero points and grabbed six rebounds and they missed six shots. That's what you got from your centers. And honestly. <laughs> I you know I thought Len was actually okay. Uh, weirdly enough, you know the the nice thing about Len is that unlike Bane's, Baines can actually catch the ball and miss the layup. Len messes up the catch like half the time, so he only misses half the amount of layups. And um, you know, defensively, Len is seven feet tall, so the shot contests look more. Um, cont- you know, look, look more convincing, except the result is the same. They're still scoring. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's occasional nice plays there. Fred was on fire, just an absolute flamethrower. Uh, Don't remember what Kyle did, to be honest. I'm sure Kyle did something during that stretch. OG had one or two nice plays, but then disappeared, as he usually does. And Pascal, he made some nice plays. I mean, hey, one stretch... Semi-Olgele tried to do the Euro step. Pascal, great footwork, jumped and blocked Semi-Olgele. Fantastic play. Collects the rebound, takes him the length of the floor, and one around Jalen Brown. Great play. Another play, Pascal driving hard at Jason Tatum, draws a foul. Wow, post-play that draws some fouls. That's actually exactly what we've been asking for. Uh, another play Pascal runs pick and roll he senses the defender the wrong way, rejects the screen, gets into the paint help comes over late and Tristan Thompson was basically decides, I'm not gonna help and Pascal throws down a dunk off a of pick and roll honestly, when was the last time you saw that happen right some legitimately good things and that's all great except the Raptors gave up thirty nine points in the third quarter and yeah, you could point to man Tatum was hitting these step backs or you know you know you know you know all this was happening yeah, yeah. come on. 39 points, you're not going to make a comeback with that. And, of course, yeah, the Raptors, you know, make a fake comeback in the fourth quarter with their third stringers, you know. But, I mean, it was just a bad performance. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're imposters, man. I, I, the, 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 the Raptors that are playing in Tampa Bay are imposters. That's not really the Raptors. And I mean imposters, like, um, not as an insult. Really, I just mean that in purely descriptive terms. Um, Because they are wearing Raptors jerseys. They they have that giant chevron on all their jerseys. Different colors, different colors, but all chevrons. And they say Raptors on it. And, um, you know, many of the same players. You know, obviously we know Kyle, we know Fred, we know Pascal, OG, Norm, you know... Some other guys, all right. You know, that's... They're the Raptors. Seen some of them win a championship recently. And, um, you know, the court says Raptors, all that stuff. You know, the way they play says Raptors defensively. You know? Uh, Aggressively double-teaming ball handlers. um, Playing zone defense a lot. Um, Doing a a full-court press when they're desperate and in need of a spark, you know, that's the Raptors, except it's not the Raptors, is it, really, right, like, have we seen the Raptors this year, no, I don't recognize this team, I don't, rec- I know, the- I know these players, but I don't recognize this team, um, because defensively, it's night and day, right, like, look at this game, look at this game, 126 points given up, 34 free throws allowed, you know, you know, oh yeah, the Raptors last year, what were they known for, defensively, Yes, they were great defensively. What else did they know for defensively? Stopping star players. Remember that stretch? You know, Kawhi, career-high 9 turnovers. Damian Lillard, like 300-plus games, consecutively double-digit scoring, 9 points in a loss. Um, LeBron and AD, uh, you know, held way, way, way below their averages, you know. That's what they did to teams over and over and over and over again. And what did Tatum have today? 40 points on 11 of 19 shooting with 13 of 13 free throws. And it's funny because remember, Tatum last year told ESPN's Jackie McMullen, who then sat on the jump, that the Raptors were the toughest defender in uh, teams in the league. He was basically asked, Who is the best defender in the league? Who gives you the hardest time? And Tatum says, It's not one player, it's a team. It was the Raptors. They threw so many ideas and schemes at him. <laughs> 40 points. So, I mean, I guess good for Tatum. Um, Good for Tatum. We all know he has this ability. He hasn't actually played that well this year, or at least up to this level all the time, but he did tonight, certainly. And if that's what he's doing to the the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league, then, you know, you better better watch out Eastern Conference, but that's where the Raptors are at. And, you know, you you can look at a couple of things. I think, one, it's demoralizing the Raptors lost this game. Um, Not saying I fully expected the Raptors to win this game, but the fact that this game was even close or competitive is, you know, demoralizing. Like, legitimately demoralizing. This is the kind of game that if I didn't have to cover it for work, you would. Just, I would just turn off the TV and go do something else. And that's the whole business is to keep them on the TV, tuning in night after night to watch these teams. And <laughs> you know, a lot of people turn it off. Trust me. And um, yeah, it, it's 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 just. I don't know what to say really. It's um it's something that makes you reflect and and think very very deeply on why the Raptors are here, what are they doing? And what are they in this for? Because th- this game is unacceptable on so many levels. But this whole season has been unacceptable on so many levels, right? First off, they're, they're not even playing in Toronto. Let's be real. It says Toronto, but they're playing in Tampa, freaking Bay. Where the limited capacity crowds that they allow in are coming in, not wearing Raptors jerseys for the most part, they're wearing, you know, uh, Zion Williamson jerseys, they're wearing Knicks jerseys, they're wearing Celtics jerseys, you know what made this game even more depressing than the actual result itself and the circumstances and all the other stuff, the bad start to the season? is the fact that the Raptors playing at home, and if if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm doing air quotes on home, Raptors playing at home, getting booed at the free throw line by those Celtics fans, because obviously this, this ain't Toronto, this is Tampa, and people breaking out into chants of, we want taco. That being Taco Fall, who is on the Celtics roster, because he's a meme, and they want Taco because they know that the Raptors are getting punked. They're watching the Raptors get punked, and they're watching the Raptors do absolutely nothing about it. We want to- Taco Fall. If you, if you, you, know, I, I, you probably already know because you're a savvy NBA fan. Um, but Taco Fall is basically Bruno. Remember when the Raptors would be up big, and we would chant, we want Bruno. Right? Remember that we were up 50 points against the, 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 honestly, that was an amazing game. 50 points against the Bucks heading into the fourth quarter, Um, and we were chanting, we want Bruno. And Bruno finally checked in the game, and it was like a magical, blissful night. I wrote a whole story about it. I loved that game so much. That's The Raptors were basically the Bucks tonight. And Taco Fall was Bruno, and, and, you know, they were playing in Tampa. That's, that's, so that's one. It's really weird to play 72 road games, all right? Two, um, you know, you have to really think about, like, you know, what other moves can be made. Um, because Pascal already has been suspended, essentially, for a game. No, no money docked, but, you know, by and large suspended. He was healthy, didn't play. For discipline. That's the suspension. Um, Aaron Baines has been benched. You know, uh nobody really off the bench has had a consistent role. Uh, Norm kind of, but he has also been uh, benched in favor of other players. You know, we've seen guys come in and out. Matt Thomas, DeAndre Bembry, now they're out. You know, TD was out. Now he's kind of in. Wish he wasn't. Norm, you know, Norm. Flynn was out today, his first run. Len wasn't out, now he's in. Watanabe's getting some minutes. Stanley's out of the, you know, coming out of the blue. Oh, yeah, Boucher, Boucher. Boucher is consistent with the guy, although he barely played against the, the, the Sixers, but that was more of a matchup thing. Um, Nick is trying stuff. Nick is really, really trying. He's shuffling the deck. Um, you know, if you, going back to this poker analogy I keep going to, if you ever play like five-card poker and you pick up five cards... And, you, and then on your next turn, you, you discard all five cards and you pick it back up. That's when you should just fold and just get out of the hand. Just, yeah, forget about the big blind, small blind, anti, all that stuff. Just, just throw that hand away. You don't need five new cards. You need to throw the hand away. You need to fold. And that's what Nicholas is doing. You, obviously, you can't fold in the NBA. You have to keep playing. Uh, but, I mean, he is trying out new stuff. He is trying out new players, new combinations, everything. Not None of it's really working. None of it's really working. There's a lot I mean and honestly if you look at the the roster on paper um there's a lot of very limited guys right cuz I was listening to the broadcast the other night there was it was a Knicks game I believe and um they were pointing out how the Knicks did you know they have nine lottery players on their team lottery picks and I'm like of course the Knicks have nine lottery picks they've been in the lottery for 9 years of course they should have that and then they were like, well, did you know the Raptors only have two? And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Raptors, obviously, they've had great success at drafting late in the draft. Then I thought, but who those two lottery picks were? And it was Stanley Johnson and Alex Lynn. who I want to be very nice because those guys, none of it's not really on them. I think they've actually played fine for what, what should be expected of them. But realistically, those guys are what you would consider busts from other teams, right? Uh, Stanley gets... Drafted high overall by the Pistons. Pistons try to, you know, make it work for a few years. It didn't work out. He signs with the Raptors, okay? But, you know, kind of a bust. The Raptors trying to reclaim something, but, you know, that's where it started. And same deal with Alex Len. Uh Fifth overall pick, I believe, you know, by Phoenix. He sticks there for a while, then goes to Atlanta, then gets traded to Sacramento, and now he's in Toronto on a minimum deal. Those are the two lottery picks. Um, there's a ton of undrafted guys on this team, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with an undrafted player. You know, look at Fred. He's, was drafted as best player tonight. Had one of his best games of his career, um, go down as a complete footnote. Unfortunately. Sorry, Fred, man. Honestly, Fred, you played amazing tonight. Uh, there's nothing wrong wrong with undrafted players. The Raptors have lots of success. But, I mean, you look at it, right? Um, there's a lot of undrafted players on this team. A lot of late, you know, lottery, A lot of late picks. Um, and in terms of just pure natural talent, right? I mean, pure natural talent like Jason Tatum. You look at him, you're like, that's talent. Six foot eight, six foot nine, huge shoulders, growing bigger every year. Shoots the ball anywhere in the gym. Uh, footwork, handle, post game finishing, passings, even coming along. Defense. Right, that's 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 pure talent. Uh, Jalen Brown, pure talent. Yeah, he's a little bit unrefined sometimes when he kind of, you know. But incredible strength, uh, can really muscle his way into the lane. Um, Devastating as a jump shooter, especially when he makes them, um, you know. uh, Incredible lockdown defender as well. That's pure, pure talent. Who in the Raptors is a pure talent like that? There's a lot of guys that... um, have done a lot. Like, I mean, you know, the Raptors have champions on their team. The Celtics don't. That's a very important aspect. Having said that, though, who is the pure talent on the Raptors? You know? Like, I'm... I'm you know, I mean, if I'm wrong, like, let me know. But, you know, who, who is that, right? And so, so you know, the talent on the roster is what it is. And again, the results, you know, are, are what it is. And, you know, one thing that was kind of the... Maybe the, maybe the saddest part all of all this is that normally... When the Raptors are down, you expect Kyle Lowry to just like become Superman, you know? Uh, he makes a three, Matt Devlin starts screaming, Don't poke the bear! And then Kyle, you know, miraculously gets the Raptors to come back. Again, I've seen dozens of games where Kyle has done that over the last, you know, um, half decade, almost a full decade. Kyle didn't even seem to be in the mood for it, you know? Kyle was playing fine, good, even, I would say. You know, look at 8-5-5 five, five with two steals. You know, got to the free throw line eight times, 33 minutes. It's not terrible. It's not bad. But you know. You know when Kyle Lowry really wants to get into the game. You really know when Kyle Larry wants to grab this whole team by the scruff of the neck. He's looking at Rondé. He's looking at Malcolm Miller. He's looking at Chris Boucher. He's looking at Terrence Davis. And he says, I don't care that we're down 30 points. We're winning this game. And he goes out and does it. And... There was no pull. There was no tug. Nothing. It it was, Kyle was just there. Yeah, you know, he he, he got into it with the refs. He didn't like the refs. I don't know if I've ever seen a game where Kyle likes the refs. But actually, the Raptors shot 38 free throws tonight. That's more than the Celtics. The Celtics shot 34. So 38, that's by far, honestly, that might match their whole season total because they've shot so so few free throws. Um, But, yeah, that's what Kyle was mad at. Wasn't mad at his team. Wasn't mad at the opponent. Wasn't trying to make sort of spectacular plays, take over. Never tried to take over. And that's weird to me. It really is. Because if Kyle Lowry thinks that it's not worth taking over, then you get really concerned, right? Because Kyle has always played against the odds. 30-point comeback is the ultimate play against the odds. And he chose not to today. And, you know, that's that's just kind of sad. So, I don't know what happened post-game. Don't really care. Just saw the game, watched it for what it was. Kind of a lifeless performance. And, um, yeah, the Raptors are 1-5 and to start the year. And, really, what makes this loss different from the other losses is that the Raptors were close and competitive in all those games, right? Um, okay, throw maybe the throw out the home opener against the Pelicans, they kind of just, like, completely lost the stretch. Uh, you know, they lost with some hot shooting. They just kind of let go of the rope. But um, the Spurs' loss came down to the last minute. Philly's loss came down to the last two minutes. um, Or last minute. Um, The last loss that they just had to the Pelicans came down to the last play. Um, You know? That's okay. This game, they lost it in the second quarter. And when you lose a game in the second quarter, that's a team that's seriously in trouble. Because a you have not made a real comeback because you couldn't really summon an attempt to play together, play defense, play together. And b you lost the game so badly in one quarter that you couldn't turn it around. No one on the team could just say like, "Yo, we're stopping this right here, right now. We're gonna, I'm gonna make one or two plays. You're gonna follow my lead, and we're gonna come back into this. We're stop the bleeding, get back into the game." Fred kind of did that. He got a layup, and I was like, "All right, Fred's gonna lead." Nobody followed. Nobody followed. Nobody played defense. And that's bad. Raptors, I mean, at least they played defense so far this season. They did not play defense tonight. So, Uh, I mean, three stars? Sure. Fred, number one. 35 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, uh, 13 of 20, six of nine from three, three of four from the free throw line, three of uh, 33 minutes. Fred, absolutely. Just a gamer. Um you know, I mean, he looks so smooth when he scores. He was the main reason why the Raptors got off to that 17-5 lead. And, you know, he sat for a little bit too long in the uh, second quarter there. And, yeah, the Raptors lost to plot. And, you know, as good as Fred can be, he's not going to single-handedly, you know, win you a game. And he didn't do that. But Fred did nothing wrong for me tonight. Absolutely perfect. Second star, I'll give that to... Pascal, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, you know, some mistakes, of course. Pascal doesn't play perfect games anymore. He plays varying degrees of flawed. You know, one degree is uh, having Peyton Pritchard on <laughs> against you in the post and uh, spinning into, like, a travel or something like that. Like, that's unacceptable. Um, you are a way better post player than that. I know he's been struggling from the post recently, but damn, Peyton Pritchard is shorter than me. Okay, you should score on that. Um, And, you know, there's some other things. I I thought, you know, Pascal didn't really play any defense. um, And you really needed him to. But relative to everything else, he did well. He did well. He had that dunk. He had that block. You know, made a couple plays at the rim. Yeah, the Celtics, I I really question how hard they were playing at that point. But, listen, I'm going to lower the bar for expectations. Pascal surpassed those expectations for me tonight. This is probably his best game of the season. So 22, 6, and uh, 3 in a loss. And then your third star. Um, Honestly, this is like going to McDonald's at like 3 a.m. after you, you go out to the bar and stuff. You don't really want any of this stuff. You know, you're kind of just picking one because you have to. Because you need something to soak up some um, some booze. But you don't really want a McChicken. But, you know, I'll give Kyle the third star. Sure, why not? 18-5-5. Five five. Below average Kyle game. But, again, he was objectively the third best player tonight. So, in terms of your Joel Henderson award winner, that's got to go to Peyton Pritchett. Again, I know we make all the jokes. The jokes are funny. I, I find the jokes funny. He's also just a really good player. 23 points, 8 assists, 2 rebounds. Very, very crafty score. He scored on Pascal. He scored on Fred. He scored on Kyle. He scored on OG. Finished over some of the Raptors centers. He's good, man. He's really, really good. And I hate that he's on the Celtics. And I hate that he looks like someone who would love the Celtics. But you know, you know, you got to tip your hat to him, man. He was really good tonight. So honestly, you got some real questions to ask on the roster, man. You got some real questions. I don't think this is an overreaction. Or even if it is, I don't care. I mean, listen. Part of this whole experience of, of sports is to um, is to sort of live through it and to sort of feel the ups and downs, everything like that. Um, but, I mean, I mean, you know, it's some real questions to be asked. And honestly, the questions are kind of beyond Nurse at this point. You know, I love focusing on small stuff, you know. um, That's why this podcast is half an hour most of the times, because I, I love focusing on very, very small details. Nurse has tried a lot of stuff, right? He's, again, as I mentioned, he benched the starting center six games in. Siakam got suspended. He's shuffled everybody on this bench. At that point, it's a problem for the front office. Because what is this roster? And what are your intentions to going forward with this roster? Because there are, if, if your intentions, if the Raptors are this bad all year, you need to have real conversations about what you're doing with Kyle Lowry. Honestly, Kyle Lowry might have that conversation with you first. Because he's a very, very competitive player. And, he, you know, if he's looking at a situation, if he's looking at the Celtics in game six of the season and saying, I can't make a comeback, I'm not going to take this team over, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's that conversation going to come sooner than later. Um, But, yeah, it's the front office, man. I mean, what is this roster? So, you got to ask a lot of questions of the team. It's a sobering loss. And, yeah, and, I, again, maybe the last thing is just, It's hard to see pride in specifically in sports because you don't know what's going on in people's heads. And there's always a temptation to read into it uh, when you, I don't know them. I don't even speak to them really outside of interviews occasionally, Um, you know. And it's hard to sort of read that through a screen. Like, I can't see that through my laptop. I can't see what someone's thinking. But at the same time, like, sometimes you also know. Right? If you've played some sports, you know. you 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 I've you know no matter what level, you know what it's like to not be competitive. You know what it's like to not want to be competitive, you know what that looks like. And to be uncompetitive in this situation is just, it's just a little bit unbelievable to me. Because that's the Celtics. This is not just any other team. And they're a very good team, too, right? They're a lot of talent. But This is a team that you lost in seven games to. A bitter, bitter, bitter battle in those seven games. Uh, You lost in game seven. Very, very tight game. You know? That's the... And this is the type of effort you have against the Celtics. It's baffling. It's baffling on many fronts. So you got to ask a lot lot of questions. Sorry this podcast didn't really focus on specifics. Um, You know, maybe that's for another time. But for now... I mean, the specifics don't matter. Uh, The bigger picture matters. And the bigger picture right now for the Raptors is changing by the day. So, thanks everyone for listening. Um, Please rate, review, subscribe. Please keep listening. Um, You know, because I need it. I know if you want to tune out the Raptors, that's fine. But, you know, I need it. So, do it for me, if not for the Raptors. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back with more podcast content later this week about this Raptors team. Good night.